Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Every Pokemon episode ever podcast is now on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast and click that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast. I am Wrestling Chris G, and on the other line with me is my co-host. He's the one with the little feelers. It's Dougie Fresh. Dougie, man, how you doing? You you don't worry about my little feelers. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Apparently, feelers can make people talk. You just um, you just worry about handling your willy over there. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! I thought we wasn't talking about that episode from last week. I ain't nobody talking about the episode. I'm just talking about the hex I put on your willy wife. Apparently, you're gonna have my wife all over you. Like, why is it falling off? Well, if your wife's all over me, we have to have another discussion. Oh, jeez. Okay, so. <laughs> Today, we are going over episode 19, but you already know that because you clicked the download button. But um, episode 19 is Tentacool and Tentacruel, or translated from Japanese, Mental Courage and Doku Courage. And yes, I had to look that up and have Google translate it for me before I did this episode because I was like, how the hell do you say this? So this episode premiered. August 5th, 1997 in Japan, and here in the States, it premiered October 1st, 1998. So, of course, um, let's see. You know what? I'm just now noticing that on our last episode, Doug, that there was no Who's That Pokemon in that episode. There, Oh, there wasn't. It's not that we forgot. No, there wasn't. There wasn't a Who's That Pokemon. Well, that's just as good because there probably wouldn't have been because they didn't introduce anybody. No, they didn't. I mean, they could have cheated and and uh, used the uh, the what did Ekans and Coffin come out dressed as? An Amistar. I mean, they could have done that, but there's enough. There's an episode about them later. So, yeah, they. <laughs> there was literally no who's that Pokemon. So when they went to commercial, when I stated in in that episode, I guess they went to commercial and there was just a we'll be right back after <laughs> these commercial. <laughs> the one and only time Pokemon didn't have a who's that Pokemon. Right. Um, but um, as you know, everybody, um, the uh, we like to go over the who's that Pokemon. And this week, I'm actually scanning through because I, I, I'm almost positive I know which Pokemon was used, I believe. 50-50 shot. Oh, well, yeah. But actually, oh, oh okay, okay. Let, let's play a game because I, I have it right here, Doug. It's, it's uh, 50-50 shot. <laughs> you're you're going to be mad. Oh, motherfucker, really? <laughs> Well, I mean, do you think it's a it's a nice little fifty fifty shot? It should be. It's not. How the they're in the fucking title? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be mad. All right. So, who do you think the Pokemon was in the Who's That Pokemon? It should have been. Oh, you know what? I know what they did. <laughs> I know what they did, and that's bullshit. It's, it's seahorse, isn't it? Yes, it's horsey. Yeah, yeah, horsey. Yeah, okay. They threw you through a loophole. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Let's not go with one of the two that are in the title. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, I was legitimately man. mad. I was like, "Oh, right. There's, there's a, there's a subplot." <laughs> so wow. Our, yeah, Horsey is the who's that Pokemon of this episode. So thumbs up, everybody. Good, th- good shot. Good shit. So. All right. So as as you all know, we like to go back in history on the U.S. date that this aired. And this one aired October 1st. So, Doug, again, uh, you beat me by three years on this one. But what is your historical date for this one? On this date, October 1st, 1968, the original Night of the Living Dead by George A. Romero premieres in theaters. Ooh. Nice. You know what? Hey, Doug, I think this is going to be the first time we actually go for a threefer because I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, one up. I'm well, not really one up you, but I'm going to go with your movie theme and then kind of reel it back a little bit. But also on this date in 1974, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, premiered in Austin, Texas, here in the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, that was, and I didn't see that one until you brought it up, and I had already kind of locked in on this one. Otherwise, I I might have switched. I mean, um, Night of the Living Dead, um, one of the original zombie movies, if not the original, um, black and white, um, only had, uh, one one thousand um <clears throat> $114,000 budget um <laughs> that's still deeper than my pockets but then it turned around and grossed 12 million um it's it's violent as all get i mean well you watch that now and you probably fall asleep yeah um but at the time it was very very violent yeah i mean you know, you had, you know, limbs being ripped off and people are being bit and they're not cutting the camera away. Um, that's, I'm trying, I got the original poster. I'm trying to see if it's like, oh, stay away, it's spooky. And, of course, I can't, like, you can't really read that. Um, the, the subtitle, Night of the Living Dead, it says they keep coming back with a bloodthirsty taste for human flesh. Ooh. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, we're into October. Um, you know, you're probably going to see, I, I would venture to say October, you're going to see a lot of horror movies and probably some baseball stuff because you know you start talking about playoff baseball you start especially towards the end of the month you get into the world series and stuff um some of these pictures i'm I'm looking at images of the movie because i i've never actually seen the original night of the living dead movie and i'm looking at screen grabs from this movie and oh my god this thing looks creepy it's all get up yeah i mean it's it's really you know like and it's an it was an independent film so it didn't have a big studio behind it you i know I can't, have you seen this movie oh, it's been a minute um, okay but so you have so who is this girl that i keep seeing um it looks like she's like holding the camera and she has blood around her mouth blood around her mouth let me see so I'm just highly, highly curious. And oh, I, she's not holding the camera; she's coming at the camera. Oh, she's coming at the camera. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I say, this is a. It was a. You know, he edited the uh, Ramiro edited this and shot this himself. Um. This is very much, you know. I mean, I, I, it was on a shoestring, you know, 
$114,000, even in 1968, probably wasn't that much to make this movie. Um, you know, so, I mean, these actors are just out there in this, in this field kind of doing their thing. Um, extremely primitive, you know, I mean, you just scroll down the, the Google image page. Um, who directed this movie? It was edited and shot by George A. Romero himself. So I mean it's Ooh. all it's all him. Okay, so he, he got the he got to bank all that money. Good for him. Yeah, I mean he you know, and and this was this was the first film in a in a six film franchise. Um you know, and they're spread out like, you know, sixty eight and then you had 10 years you had 78 then you had 85 and then you didn't have anything until 2005 2007 2009 and then there's there's a tbd uh apparently called road of the dead that doesn't have a date um i'm I'm hoping to see that it wasn't supposed to be out already and just due to covid that it got pushed back no, apparently it's one of Romero's um, un- four unproduced screams. So, I mean, we could be talking potentially four other movies in this series if, if this Road of the Dead goes off. Um, well, good stuff. So, I mean, but you know horror movies. If they can squeeze a sequel out of it, they're going to keep squeezing. I mean, how many Nightmare on Elm Streets have there been? <laughs> uh, like a million. So that's but, where I'm at this week. All right. And for me this week, in 1971 on October 1st was the day that Walt Disney World opened in Bay Lake, Florida. And as we're recording this, we're recording this on October 6th of 2020. Three days ago, I was actually just at Walt Disney World in Bay Lake, Florida. Uh, took the family out. Uh, for the weekend, and we went out to good old Florida and had a grand old time. So. Yeah, you were you were ta- telling me about some of the trip before we we came in to record, and sounded like you had a good time. Apparently, you uploaded a bunch. I haven't seen the pictures. I'll have to scrounge them up on Facebook. Um, yes. So. so. It's a good deal. Good deal. Good stuff. But um, my I, mine's not too elaborate. Um, I mean, everybody knows what Walt Disney World is home, home of the home of Cinderella's Castle, Pirates of the Caribbean ride, um, Space Mountain, the Laugh Factory with Monsters Inc. You also have It's a Small World, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh ride. It's 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 a it's a good good old time out there and the whole family really enjoyed the trip. So No if respect. You... No respect for Splash Mountain. Yeah, I you know, I did ride Splash Mountain. And I, I the only reason I wasn't going to mention it, because they're they're changing the theme to Splash Mountain. Oh, I had heard this. Yes. So um, me me and my son was actually able to ride it one last time before it's getting its change over. So the the theme of the movie is based off. I mean, the theme of the ride is based off of a movie. And I guess people are all up in arms now. And I don't see why, because not everybody thinks that way. And my son definitely just loved the characters that was on it. But the movie that is. Uh, that it's based off of. I won't give it any glory. Um, just do the. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so th- yeah, the movie that it's based off of had um, slaves in the movie. It was based around slaves and all this hoopla. Um, I've actually seen the movie. Um, once, once um, I actually looked it up online and watched it. And, I mean, it to me it was just a funny movie. I I don't see. I mean, I get why people are all up in arms about it, but it was the times that we lived in back then. So that's what the movie was based around. 
So it is what it is, but the the ride's getting changed over to a Princess and the Frog theme um, this upcoming winter. So they're gonna it's it's gonna go under construction and hopefully be ready by next summer. Well, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I I I had heard that, and as soon as you, because I was like. I know it's getting changed, but why is it? And then you started, I was like, oh, right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Um, and obviously, we don't have to get into it. Um, you know, that's not that's not the podcast for it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not the podcast for it. But I'll just go out there, and I know it is what it is. But my son got on the ride with me and um loved the music on the ride loved it loved every last bit of it um yeah i mean it it, it was fun so, so it's, i mean it, it, it's sad that it's going away but it is what it is well no i mean it's good that um princess and the frog will get some representation yeah um but yeah so that's I I didn't even think of that when I said that, but yeah, um, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember that hoopla going around. Um, well, you know, it's fucking PC culture now, which you know. Yeah. You gotta respect. I mean, it's no, nice. and I, I I do respect it, and I'm not I'm not mad over anything. I just, I mean, the ride's been there for God knows how long, and it's just it it's sad to see it go i mean um that that's one of the older rides that they have there um based around um like an older movie like that and it's just me growing up i grew up in the era of universal studios when they had nickelodeon studios there before they tore that whole thing down um they they no longer have the jaws ride that I remember the only thing when I was at Universal that's still there from when I was a child is E.T. Everything else is all brand new and updated. So, Well, and but that's going to happen. You know, Universal Studios keeps putting out movies and acquiring stuff. I mean, they're going to want representation in the park. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a shit ton of turnover. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day that E.T. is finally going to have its last hurrah, and it's it's going to be sad. You know, I mean, for goodness sakes, you know, Disney, by all accounts, should go through massive turnover. Oh, you well, know, they... Because, I mean, you're talking, they've acquired Fox and Marvel. And, yeah, know, they, they... They're they getting... I'm, I'm pretty sure... Um, Disney is getting a superhero park, like a Marvel park, but I think that's in the works and we just haven't gotten it yet. You probably haven't, oh, for goodness sake, you probably haven't heard much about it because, you know, good old COVID. Yeah, but, um, they, they, that means that Universal is going to have to get rid of some of their Oh, absolutely. Because they, they have a whole park that's just Marvel and superheroes and all that. So, but, um, all right, Tentacool and Tentacruel, Doug. Yes. Um, so, um, th- this episode outside of last week's episode with Beauty and the Beach, this is a more upbeat episode, and we actually get some play and some tell and some future storytelling out of this episode. Like, we actually had shit happen this week. Yeah, but even then, I wouldn't go as far as to say that this was an earth-shaking episode? It wasn't, but uh, Misty does get a new Pokemon. She does. She yes. does. Um, Ash is kind of a a little bit of a baby towards the end there, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get to, because we, we have an Ash catch him as a baby counter. Um, or, well, I mean, it's transformed early in the season. It was Ash catch him as a dick. Um, but this one, he just kind of throws a little bit of a hissy fit. He 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 throws a little tantrum, but it's it's funny, it's warranted. But we're we'll we'll get into it. Right, right. All right, Doug. So 
if you're listening, if you listen to last week's episode, they are still on on an island. Um, actually, they 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 left the city that they were in, and they're now going over to what's the city? No, but they're still stuck in Porta Vista because they missed the ferry getting off. Yes. So at this point, <clears throat> that we at this point, Brock is sitting there all like fuck and ash is like man i wish we wouldn't have missed that ferry like how did they miss the damn ferry they're on the damn island did they oversleep like what the what the fuck happened yeah i mean that's the easiest solution they overslept because you know they had the big kerfuffle at the contest and had to save the town um i mean that's the easiest explanation yeah you know they're sitting on the dock so i assume that they they just missed it. They just missed it. Because um, they make a comment because they're watching a bigger, they're watching another boat go by. And I think Ash is like, I wish that boat was taking us off the island. Um, so <laughs> it's at this point, um, Misty sees in the water in front of them a nice little horsey. This broke my heart. Oh, why did it break Cause, your heart? Because you zoom in, because you're like, oh, it's a cute little horsey. And then you see it has a black eye. Yeah. And it's like, oh. And, you know, leave it to Ash to pull out the Pokédex. It um, calls Horsey a, a dragon Pokémon, which it is. I mean, I just hadn't thought you of don't, it like that. Yeah, you don't really think of Horsey as a dragon Pokémon. So Misty says, well, obviously it's hurt. So I'll tell you what. I'll catch it, and then we can go find a Pokemon Center. And it's at that point, um, Horsey is trying to warn them. Yeah, it uses its ink to shoot out a pattern that we can catch on right away as Tentacool and Tentacruel. Um, This hasn't dawned on our heroes. No. And it's at this point, right as Misty is getting ready to throw the Pokeball at Horsey, there's a big explosion. And then we pan over and a boat has completely blown up. That's pretty graphic for a kid's, a kid's cartoon at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, like, they're, they're rolling on some stuff these last couple of weeks, aren't they? Yeah, like um, they they had a basically the titanic episode like boats <laughs> boats these last <laughs> few weeks in pokemon just like don't don't go on a boat in pokemon that's a that's a fair <laughs> shot i hadn't even thought of that um so uh the like you said the boat's exploding and we see sailors jumping overboard and you know misty knows right away i need we need to save them so she calls out her goldine her star you and her star me tells Brock and Ash to go get a boat and we see you know we see the Pokemon taking the guys out of the water alright let, let, let's pause it right here Doug Misty tells Ash and Brock to go get a boat right so you're telling me that all they have to do is go get a boat and row this boat, and they could have just rowed the boat over to the next town that they need to go to. Well, yeah, if you want to be that black and white about it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I'd want to be a little late, a, a little lazy too, and, and have someone just take me. But well, you don't know how far away this town is. That's true. But um, and, you know, apparently it's choppy waters in this motherfucker. Apparently, but. But let's also talk about how strong this damn Godin is. Fucking picking up sailors and just hauling them back to land. Yeah, we've been sleeping on this Goldine. I just thought it was a goldfish. It's out here incredible hulking. Um, so they're able to to rescue the lot of them. The one sailor keeps saying he needs to tell the boss. He needs to tell the boss. Um. You know, Misty looks concerned, and then before we cut away to 
who's going to be our antagonist for this episode, we see <laughs> shadows in the water gathering ominously. Yes. Um, obviously, from the title, we know that these ominous Pokemon are the Tentacool and Tentacruel. Well, you you can you you can tell just by the figures. Well, right. I mean, yeah. And then we're smacked right in the face by good old Nastina. Nastina. And and she opens it up by saying, "I'm Nastina." And I'm saying thank you. <laughs> now, who are these? I I have a pause frame here. Does she have like little like um manservants? Yeah, like yeah. like full full blown like basically naked manservants. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's so ugly that she 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 needs these men to be around her have oh I oh, I can't I can't even and these these male servants look happy to be there too. No, they don't. I, I know that that was sarcasm. Um, so, yeah, she, you know, she's basically a wonderful woman. Um, <laughs> she wants to build a, a theme park. And the long and short of it is she can't. Because the tentacle. Are. Destroying her town. Yeah, basically gumming up the works. I mean, to really oversimplify things. Um, she wants to make the world's largest hotel, but the hotel is going to be in the middle of the ocean. And every time that she gets the workers to go over there, the tentacruel go over there and basically tear the shit down. So she wants to exterminate the tentacruel and she wants to hire Ash and Brock to take care of the situation. And this pisses Misty off. Yeah, but uh, let, let, let's not blow over how much she was actually going to pay them. She was going to pay all of them $1 million. Well, it wasn't and, each. No, no, not each, but still, $1 million split three ways. I'll still take it. Um, well, yeah, but then you got to pay taxes. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, $1 million, um, a, un, basically unlimited stay coupons for the resort so anytime they come to town they can go and stay in the court on limited food they can get all of this and it can be all theirs doug and all they have to do is just exterminate or get rid of all the tentacle and tentacruel now i have two things and one is extremely unrelated but i noticed it so i'm going to bring it up okay a couple episodes ago i mean fuck i don't even know at this point i think it was I think it was the Bulbasaur. I it doesn't it doesn't matter. Okay. You said I think this is the last occurrence of an animal just being an animal and not a Pokemon. Yes. She has fish in those tanks that are just fish. Yes. Um, she does. So I noticed that, and but most importantly, Misty is a hypocrite. And why is that? Because. Uh, what was it? The second or third episode. She has a goddamn heart attack. Talking about bug Pokemon and how they just need to be squished and squashed and gotten rid of. And yeah, just but she has, but she she has a soft heart for, um, water Pokemon. But that's bullshit, isn't it? A Pokemon is a Pokemon. Well, you know that. I know that. But Misty discriminates. Well, Misty, yeah, that's that's the word for it too. <laughs> you were about to say Misty can go suck an egg. <laughs> I heard it in your voice, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the long and short of it. But uh, but yeah, she she was going to hire them and give them all this money. And Ash was all for it. And Misty was like, no, we're not going to do this because there's a reason that they're doing this and we need to fi find out. So they're, you know, 
they're gone, and then you know Misty goes on this big, uh, big speech about how wonderful the Tentacool are, and that they look like great Pokemon, and then Ash, of course, pulls out the good old hefty Pokédex. Yeah. Just... So again, Dexter <laughs> is serious. Yes. Because they're only talking about Tentacool, they don't see one. So Dexter is Siri. He must be. He was Siri before Siri was a thing. Right. Um, and it, we find out the tentacles are comprised of 99% water. Um, so, yeah, Misty, like you said, kind of goes on this thing and we need to save it. Um, that's but, a she, she, but she says that they look amazing, Doug, and that they're so beautiful and Ash and Brock are like, yeah, I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, <laughs> Brock actually says ugly is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, there you go. Ugly is in the um, eye of the beholder. <laughs> so it's at that point, there's an announcement over this of the loudspeaker saying that she's offering basically what she offered our three heroes to the first volunteer to exterminate all the tentacles so we get this mad rush of people oh hold on let, let, let's not jump um supposedly so far i guess horsey ended up they ended up finding this horsey somehow yeah they didn't, they didn't say how because the last we saw horsey was hiding underneath um the dock um uh, once everything was going on but now they have Horsey, and they've basically revived Horsey back to life, and the black eye is gone. Yeah, so they didn't mention, and that's kind of why I skipped over, because they skipped over. It's like, oh, by the way, there's Horsey chilling with Pikachu in a kiddie pool. Like, oh, yes. okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but then we get the announcement of, over the loudspeaker, then we get the mass crowd of humanity, which gave me anxiety, because, you know, COVID. Um <laughs> This was years before COVID was a thing, Doug. I know, but it, you can't... You, you don't have that problem when you're just watching something and you go, they're not wearing masks. <laughs> Dude, I, I was... Me and, me and uh, my wife was just watching... Um, Netflix has this new music show where um, people sing karaoke. And apparently this was recorded right before COVID hit. So every single person in the audience does not have a mask. And I'm like, man, if only these people knew what they're in for right now. Jesus. I know. So, um, you know, um, Nagastina, what's her name? I never get it right. Nastina. Nastina. I want to call her Nagastina. For some so Nastina rolls up in a tank. Think, think, think of it as nasty. That's that's why they named her that. Nasty. Yeah, that, that'd be Nasty. simple, wouldn't it? Yeah. So Nastina rolls up in a tank, and all of a sudden you see Team Rocket shoot like a rose arrow from a from a basic. This boat looks like a yacht. Like I swear, Team Rocket's just swimming in money. Yeah, if they get it because it's a yacht. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they had this boat last week, they wouldn't be in trouble. Um, I know. So they roll up, and and they volunteer their services on behalf of Team Rocket, and Misty gets all like sour eyed because she she does not want to see these tentacle and tentacruel basically vanish. But then Team Rocket go through their whole spiel. They've got this this um. They they, they they have a they they have a secret sun sauce. Secret sun sauce that they're gonna just spread over the ocean, and then they're gonna they're gonna cook them, and they're gonna make all the money. And they get out in this boat, and they're surrounded by tentacle, and they don't anticipate it being that many of them, so they kind of panic because they don't have that much sauce. Nope. And they end up throwing one barrel. And it hits and, a tentacle, and it gigantifies it, it. Yeah, it gigantifies it, and then another tentacle um, just uses its solar beam and just blasts the fuck out of Team Rocket. And then that was break. And then we get good old Ash with the Pokédex, 
And like, who is that? I only bring it up because I kind of like the description because they call Tentacruel the gangster of the sea, which then <laughs> which then leads Ash to go as he's watching this Tentacruel just wrecked ship. He goes, that must be the gang leader. I, I like that. It was a stupid line, but I liked it. Um, <laughs> they they tied they tied it too, but Brock was even like he's like this doesn't make any sense because even a large tentacruel should only be about a couple feet high. And they're looking at a tentacruel that is the size of a skyscraper building. Yeah, basically, because it's rampaging through the town with a little tentacruel in tow, and um. Team Rocket are lucky enough because there's a big old tidal wave and Team Rocket are lucky enough to um, grab on to what they think is just an antenna but then when the water goes down they find out they're on top of a damn skyscraper. (laughs) Yep. And Nastina's in her tank and she demands that everybody go after these tentacle and then all of a sudden she gets creeped out because all these tentacruel start making their way onto the land and then they make their way on top of her tank and just creeps the mess out of them. So we're watching, um, you know, we're watching from shore and, um, you know, Ash, Ash is a dick because he volunteers Pikachu to fight this thing. Just as tentacle is, is coming. Well, it takes one of its tentacles and just bang, just through a building. And at that point, Ash goes, yeah, maybe I shouldn't send you out there. Um, and, you know, tentacle is rampaging and the tentacle are just mucking things up on ground level. But look, 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 we we have to paint these people a visual of what this town looks like. Like the whole town is now flooded. Tentacruel is making its way through the town, and all the buildings are smashed. Like all of it. Like Tentacruel is basically saying, "You're gonna fuck up our our sea. Well, we're gonna fuck up your land and see how you like it." Um, it's at that point um, we focus back on the Tentacruel, and we find out that. He actually has a hold of Meowth, and a tentacool gets on top of Meowth, and, and they kind of use Meowth as a, a, a speaker, basically. Yeah, but well, hold, hold that thought real quick, Doug, because um, James makes one of the funniest lines in this episode. So when he sees Meowth on top of the tentacruel, he goes, oh, it looks like Meowth abandoned us. That is so tentacruel. And Jesse's like, this is no time for silly jokes. (laughs) Wouldn't even that. I remembered it as a better line. Oh, no, 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 no. It it was, oh, he said Meowth. It looks like Meowth abandoned us. It's such a tentacruel world. That's what he said. (laughs) Still not, still not as good as I remembered it. Um, So, yeah. And then. You know, through me out, the tentacruel kind of lays out its its plan, talking about how the humans have come on to or come into their world in the in the water in the sea, so they're gonna they're they're, they're gonna, gonna de- destroy their town since yeah, they're, they're gonna, destroying their water, right? And you know, horsey and. Pikachu are trying to well horsey initially and you know Misty's kind of beating herself up you know saying oh you know horsey warned us and I I call myself a water Pokemon it's like like you can see a Godzilla coming you know but Uh, I mean but Misty feels so bad because horsey painted out a tentacle and tentacruel in the water with the ink, and she just feels horrible. Like, this is Misty's Shining episode. Yeah, but she couldn't have anticipated it being this bad. No. But I think she feels like she could have at least stopped some of this, because if she would have listened to Horsey, then maybe she could have talked 
um, to Nastina before any of this happened, and maybe had uh, Nastina stop, but Nastina wasn't going to stop because uh, what we passed over about five minutes ago was Nastina took a damn rubber bullet and shot shot it at the damn Tentacruel, and Tentacruel just whacked her. Yeah, fat load of good that did. I know. Um, so you know, like like I said, uh, Tentacruel kind of lays out its plan. And then starts um, talking to Horsey in the water. And then, you know, it's basically like if if you're with the humans and you're then you're our enemy. And you're against us, so get out of here. And Tentacruel just takes this big tent big tentacle and just whacks I felt so bad for Horsey in that scene. Should have killed him. Yeah. I mean that's a weak horsey as it is. And um, just getting whacked by an evolved Pokemon that's like maybe four hundred times its size, and Ash had to go and catch this this horsey with its Pidgeot, Pidgeotto, or I mean, not yeah, not Pidgeot, Pidgeotto. My um, and then we get um, we get some Pokemon being carried by some flying Pokemon that have no effect. You know, uh, Squirtles on Zubat, Bulbasaur's with Butterfree. Um, Pidgeotto, Pikachu's with Pidgeotto, and then they get right up to it, and Pikachu's pouring his heart out. This is the shot from the theme song. They actually used that part of the scene in the theme song of Pokemon. Yes. I mean, out of context, but yeah. Yeah. Um, they also use the scene of Tentacruel smashing into the building. Yes. Um. So, two callbacks to the theme song in this, in just this one episode. You know, and Pikachu's, you know, basically in Tentacruel's face, you know, giving him the riot act. And Tentacruel's about ready to smack Pikachu and Pidgeotto out of the air. And then Misty's on the opposite side. On top of a building. Basically pleading with Tentacruel to stop. Like, speaking directly to it. Well, well, not not even just that, but it... it um. N- Tentacruel actually did knock all these Pokemon. It, there's a scene of it smacking Pidgeotto and Pikachu, so it did hit them. It hit Bulbasaur. It hit Godin. It hit all of these Pokemon, just wrecking house on these Pokemon. Because this Tentacruel is like, um, you're with humans, so since the humans were against humans, you're against us. And basically, Tentacruel is saying, fuck everybody that's not a tentacle or like me. Um, and I don't have, obviously I don't have sound on, so I don't have exactly what Misty says to make the tentacle. Um, she, she, I, I, I can tell this part. Um, so she basically gets up there and goes, um, we're sorry, um, for taking over your land. We know it was wrong and we won't do it anymore. And we promise, but you can't come over here and basically wreck house for all of these humans. It, we're sorry, and it won't happen again. And Tentacruel looks right over at Misty and goes, I will basically, I'll give you one more chance. But if if this happens again, we're not going to stop. So uh, the Tentacruel... And the tentacle turn tail, and they're basically gone. And then, freaking Nastina pops up and shoots a daggum rocket launcher. All and, up into Tentacruel's business, and and not even that, but gets a fuck gets two damn machine guns and just starts going ham. And then she just gets knocked silly. Yeah, because. Uh, she thinks that because uh, Tentacruel turned around, um, Tentacruel is willing to, you know, kind of work with Nastina. But like you said, uh, Nastina is knocked into next week, basically. Yes. Um, and, you know, Misty kind of does a nya nya. Um, and then we cut. <clears throat> pardon me. 
And then we cut back to Porta Vista and we see <laughs> Agatha is in the process of rebuilding her restaurant when all of a sudden out of midair comes her cousin, Nastina. Nastina just comes down and just wrecks the whole thing again. And Agatha says, well, I wish you wouldn't drop in on me like this. She go and uh Nastina says, what are cousins for? And then that's it. So if you blinked, you missed her. Um, But according to Wrestling Chris G, that constitutes her coming back. Yeah. She she made a second appearance. But um, we don't get the actual scene of Misty catching Horsey. But at this point, um, Ash, Misty, and Brock are now on a ship to go to the next location so Ash can get his next badge. And Misty takes her Pokeball and throws it into the water, and there's Horsey. She has a new Pokemon, and she does Ash's, um, his, I guess you can call it the official I got a new Pokemon pose, and Ash just throws a baby fit. Ash throws a fit and says, that's supposed to be my pose. And then... Misty says, oh, I've always wanted to try it out. And then Brock goes, hey, it looks pretty cool. Maybe I'll try it next time. And then he does kind of flip shit. He's like, you guys need to come up with your own pose. And Brock's like, you should be honored. <laughs> so, and, and then the episode actually ends with Team Rocket being tugged along uh, uh, by, the, the sh- by the ship inside of a barrel. And a, yeah, and a barrel not even a whole barrel just like a half of a barrel yeah and they say well we're, we'll get them next time and then that's it that was the end of the episode so that 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 was a hey, it, it was better than last week's episode. oh god anything's better than last week's episode <laughs> anything you're, you're, i'm still waiting watch, watch that episode be our most downloaded episode one of two things and I'm quitting either way. Either either it doesn't get shit and I'm going to be mad that we had to do it twice or it's our our best episode and I'm quitting because y'all suck. <laughs> I'm just, just because of that Doug, I'm going to I'm going to pump the mess out of this episode on all of the social media. Oh, I hope it get cuz it it's got to justify it cuz otherwise I'm going to be vindicated. I'm going to say, "Oh, we had to do it twice, huh? For, for all 15 downloads, we had to do it twice." And, and and you normally don't ask me for numbers, but watch after, watch like 3 <laughs> days after that episode drops, you're going to text message me. So how did that episode do? You're going to say the the site was down. Yep. I'm gonna say the site's never been down. Well, it's down now. I usually I usually get flooded with numbers. So, when's yeah. that supposed to go out? Um, this episode eighteen. I actually have the date right here. Let me. Best believe oh. it. Yeah. Oh, I know you are. So let's see. So that airs November fourteenth. So that's sixteen, seventeen. So November twenty-eighth. Oh. You might get lucky. I might not be on you as much. That is Thanksgiving. Yup. Roughly Thanksgiving. Whatever, whatever Thanksgiving is going to be this year. <laughs> Cyber Saturday. People. Hey, yeah, it's Cyber Saturday, so we better get a lot of downloads. Just saying. Just saying. Well, now, yeah, because you ain't going to be standing in line this nope. year. Nope. I got my Xbox Series X. You got your PS5. I think we're going to be pretty busy. Yeah, I mean. um I was I was lucky enough to get a bundle, so mine mine won't actually ship until the end of the of November. Um, but you you actually can't play yours until like Christmas Christmas Day, and even that might be a stretch because you might be going somewhere. Yeah, well, my the my goal right now is to get it early. Um, while my son is asleep, um, bring it downstairs and download a few games that I know he's going to want to play on day one so he doesn't have to wait. And then when he opens the box and he wants to play with his cousins at my in-laws, they'll be able to play. Fresh off the box. And you say, ain't nobody taking no drinks around that console. Nope. (laughs) So, 
But yeah, um, that was the episode, Doug. Yeah, um, you know, all joking aside, this this was a fine episode. Um, it's not it's not going to crack a lot of top ten lists. Um, it's, it's not, but you know what? I am officially excited for next week's episode. Yeah. So next week, up. <clears throat> pardon me, English. Next week's episode, we begin the. Psychic, yes, the psychic three-parter. No, no, so not, not yet, not yet. That um, as of this episode, the psychic three-parter will be in three weeks. Three weeks. Damn. Okay. So, so next week is the ghost of Maiden's Peak. So. Oh right. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at the freaking synopsis now. Gotcha. You mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Yes. So we have that. And then we also have the very sad bye bye butterfree episode, which is going to poke at all sorts of feelings. In that. Yeah. And I'll, and I've got a question about that. Um, which I'll bring up in, uh, in two weeks time. Um, that I've kind of been sitting on since I saw, cause I kind of did a scroll down. I haven't, you know, I'm not, I haven't watched the, I mean, I'll watch them, you know, for our next recording session, but I do have a legitimate question that I'm hoping you have an answer. Okay. Well, do you want to ask me on air or do you want to ask me off air? I want to ask you off air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No problem. So, um, do you have anything else to say before we sign off for the night, Doug? No, I'm, I'm going to peel back the curtain. I'm, I'm I'm glad. And it's not by much, but I'm glad we're going to be done before midnight. (laughs) Yes, me too. So, all right. Well, then say your old goodbye, Doug. Goodbye, Doug. And this is Wrestling Chris G. Thanking all of you for listening to this fine, fine episode. And we will see you next week for The Ghost of Maiden's Peak. Have a good night, everybody.